Before we begin today's show, we wish to state that the recording of the show occurred before the news was released regarding the allegations against wide receiver Antonio Brown. We do not have any business speculating on the case, and as such, we will only discuss the situation if and when it affects the New England Patriots and Antonio Brown on the field. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Pink Strikes Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm joined by Andy and Matt today to review the week one demolition of the Pittsburgh Steelers and to preview the upcoming game against the Dolphins. How are you boys doing? Wonderful. Hey. <laughs> Matt sounds sick. Hey. That was sounds sick. That was sounds sick. 33 demolition all of so, Steelers. Are we are we gonna address the huge news of the wide receiver position or uh yeah, we traded Demarius Thomas. Yeah. I mean, how could you or are you talking that? about bringing in Troy Brown as the the new wide receivers coach? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> we're talking about how well Josh Gordon played. Or even how or well that Gunner even played. played? Oh yeah, Gunner, Gunner played. played? Well. Yeah. He oh. broke his nose. How about the Jacoby? Oh, yeah. How about the Jacoby Myers cash that he made? Where I definitely didn't think he was initially Josh Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Racism. Oh, I thought the same Racism thing. within a minute. <laughs> oh. I just saw I the number think... one and a big dude catch a ball, and I was like, "Flash!" And I was like, "Wait a wait a second, that's Jacoby." Or we can talk about Marquise Brown. If we talk about wide receiver news, well, I mean, we are going to talk about that too, of course. I, I can't think of anything else major that's happened in the last week with New England no. for receivers. Especially in the Brown family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we touched so, on the Brown family. Um, I have heard rumors that uh, Ben we Watson might not be wearing the number 84 anymore. Hmm. I, uh, I've heard dissimilar things. I don't know. There's just there seems some there just seems to be something like interesting afoot with the Patriots at the receiver position. I can't quite. Oh, did you, did you hear the Raiders wide receiver news? Oh yeah, the they uh, picked Bro, up the guy you? off the practice squad. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, they they've made an acquisition. I wonder what roster spot they need to fill with that. I don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah. Well, Moving not, on. Not to ruin the not to ruin this little you know game. Do you think people listen to this and actually being amused, or do you think they just get on with it? Right? Oh yeah, no, they're, not that funny. They're, they're yelling at whatever they're listening to this on right now. They're in their car, just scream like fogging up the windows, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> We're being so blatantly obnoxious at the moment. I mean, oh, yeah. It's not All even right. like in a fun way. All right, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> we signed Antonio Brown. Yes, Randy Moss 2.0. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw the tweet from Adam Schefter saying that we had signed Antonio Brown, the first thing I said was no. I giggled. Remember that Ryan doesn't like joy. Yes, we do need to keep that in mind in this episode. I think I, I'm just such have, a dour human being. Can I add a story to this, please? Yeah, we if you don't mind. <laughs> I I was locked out of my room. I thought I was gonna have to sleep on the floor, and yet the Antonio Brown news lifted me and made it all worthwhile. <laughs> Through your door, from what I remember. Yes, that, that's literally it. It was like I became happiness for a brief <laughs> moment. I be, and then as a pure emotion, I just drifted into where I wanted to be. 
it's a great it's a great sign after like after about an hour or so of thinking about it i was like well hold on we could probably cut him without an issue antonio <laughs> freaking brown and everybody's angry at us so what's what's not to love about this situation <laughs> it so, took you an hour to get to that realization i mean i know i'm the like listen the I'm, I'm a slow of show <laughs> But I, I had all that within like the first 30 seconds. It was all, <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> Calling my doctor four hours later, you know? I was, <laughs> oh God. Matt got that. Thanks, Matt. Did, don't worry. I, I was trying to skip right over it. <laughs> it was a pee. You were just finished saying you were a slow thinker, so. But, yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm fully on board now with it. Uh, I don't know how much we can expect him to really do against Miami, just because it's a quick turnaround. He'll be—I'm sure he'll be running some simple routes, just to kind of work with Brady a bit. I don't know, but, I don't know if Antonio Brown is that kind of player. I, I get—I get you bring in some dunts. He's not going to do well. Antonio Brown's very much a rhythm player, though. But, uh, and of course, yeah, Tom Brady all... is very much a rhythm player. So <sighs> you—I mean, I—I I just don't know how massive of a role he's really going to have immediately with the team like give it a week or two and we'll see like i'm just i we don't need him to be big against miami anyways let's be honest I like how quickly i like how you went from you are known as the defense to general like we all know this and you went from oh it's, it's not a good signing to oh let's not even let's not hope he does well week one it's like have some joy uh, and also, it's not. Let's not hope he does well. It's. I'm not sure how much he's going to be fully involved in the offense immediately. He, we're gonna Ooh, see him. We're gonna see him. And the, the Dolphins are the perfect team to put him against to start with. But it's probably gonna still be a lot of Gordon Edelman Dorsett, which is fine. What's funny is we just had one of the best receiving games I've seen as a Patriots fan. <laughs> Adding Antonio Brown to it, <laughs> like, like we yeah, had. It, I'm not gonna not to ruin sense, like, Yes, I've had a fantastic game, and I'm the fourth string wide receiver now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you had, you had a lot of a lot of great play, and we're adding a top five receiver. Yeah, like, it's incredible. Yeah. So, right, how does this look X's and O's wise to you in terms of how they line up and like what routes they're running and that sort of stuff? Well, Antonio Brown, as far as I remember, he never really was much into, like, he never played, he never played in the slot very much with it, uh, Pittsburgh, so I don't really expect us to do that a whole lot with him. He'll probably play outside the numbers a lot, mm -hmm. uh, which will mean Edelman will still be in the slot quite a bit. Uh, what I saw we did against Pittsburgh was we did have Gordon a lot in the slot and actually kind of closer in towards the line of scrimmage, chipping on uh, TJ Watt, using his size to slow down Watt. Mm -hmm. So we'll is that just because he's a bigger guy? Yeah, he's, he's like a big end, guy. Like a poor man's tight end sort of thing? Yeah, like basically. A, a better Jimmy Graham sort of idea. Kind of, yeah. But yeah, his, his job was basically to kind of slow down the pass rush a little, a little bit. Just chip TJ Watt and then go upfield. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. And I think... I, I don't think we're going to see Antonio Brown in the slot very much because... Josh Gordon's useful in that capacity, and of course Edelman's Edelman. Uh, mm -hmm. So he's basically going to be running I've, the Philip Dorsett routes. 
for the most part? No, I wouldn't say that. It's he's going to have an entirely new role in the offense because he's an entirely different player than any of them. He's he's an X factor type receiver. He's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to figure out exactly how we want to work him into the offense, but his role is going to be significantly different than the rest of the guys. The thing is that, like, it's he's such a great root runner that he's almost the perfect wide receiver to add. Yep. Mm-hmm. If if he can work out the timing, and I think he's doing it now because. They are obviously cuddling right now in bed. <laughs> but I, within, like Josh Gordon and him got into like gear very quickly from my memory. Mm-hmm. So if he can work out that chemistry quickly, and I think he will, then it's yeah, just okay. such such a factor to add. Because what it's, route can't he run? It's, just, that... it's so unfair for the rest of the NFL because we went from a 33-3 to beat down on the Steelers and then we added Antonio Brown to our offense it, like most te- like for instance like I, I saw a dolphins fan talking about it and of course it's the dolphins they suck anyways but they have you know they have one good quarterback a cornerback and Xavier howard and they're like this guy's like well Xavier howard can take out one number one wide receiver yeah, patriots one? have three number one wide receivers yes jacoby myers julian <laughs> gunner Gunner. gunner <laughs> and the thing is, we, we're talking about all these receiving options, and we're forgetting James White still exists. Um, other people still exist. I wish I thought of two sure, names I mean, before I said that of, statement. You saw a lot of uh, like five wide, even when they ran out um, two running backs. Yep, we we do that a lot, just to keep defenses in their base, so that we can really read what their defense is doing. Yeah, um, and also if you split them wide, and you know this has been and, talked about. In I don't places, know. But you split out a running back wide, and then uh, a linebacker follows him. You know it's man, and if a cornerback's okay. covering him, you know it's it's zone basically. I don't know what the snap splits were like. I don't know when they were on the field at the same time and when they weren't. But I feel like I saw a lot of combo situations when James White was on the field, where there was another, like not not Devlin, but another running back on the field, yeah, whether it was Burkhead or. Yeah, usually Birdcat yeah. and a couple of times with Bolden, or especially early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I think that can be a deadly combo. Both those running backs, uh, uh, White and Burkhead, had five catches apiece. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, they had some interesting-looking formations out of that too. There was one, like I, they obviously had the the formation where it was Brady and Shotgun with a running back on each side. But I'm wondering if they're going to be using more of the one where. It, it was Brady and the shotgun, but both running backs to one side of him or the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he had two running backs on his right side. And they didn't really run out of those formations. And I'm wondering if that's coming or if they're just trying to show people looks that they're not think... expecting or even just like try to stack receiving options out of the backfield. I don't know what, but. My, my view on that is that I think we saw, we heard so much about how all the Patriots are a running team now. So then the Steelers went and said, oh, so we'll shut down the running game and they won't have anything. Yeah. And, then, and they did do and a good job against Michelle. Like, yeah, like Michelle only had 14 yards or 15 carries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, then we just started to exploit them with the passing offense massively because they just didn't seem to have anything on that. And it was it funny. The Steelers but, finally learned, because the Steelers historically had run zone defense all the time against us. And right. we diced them up. And got shredded. They finally learned to stop running zone defense. Here's the issue. 
they decided to blitz constantly. <laughs> Which is the other thing you don't do against Tom Brady. <laughs> and it's not like, like, they don't have, like, dominant members of the secondary by any means. Right. But it's not like Mike Hilton's a bad cornerback. He's a guy you can trust in man coverage. They have I decent mean, safeties. They did it last year. Yeah. Why don't they ever... Like, they have a good pass rusher, at least one, in TJ Watt. They've also got Cam Hayward, who's effective at pushing the pocket. It's actually quite interesting to look at with the running back stats and why I think it's vital, why I think the, the coverage is vital, because obviously they went to man. And then, as uh, Andy said, then, then you get the linebackers and the running backs. Mm-hmm. And the exploitation of that was great because, like, they got more snaps, they they got more um, targets combined than sorry, the same amount of targets combined as Edelman and Gordon did, uh, Burkhead and Mitch and White, and they had more catches than those two combined. And like, yeah, it's, because it's, if you're it's, looking for that mismatch and James White on a linebacker out in space is like all Burkhead, James yeah. White, 100, percent yeah, yeah, and, and then um, the. Going back, going back to what Ryan said, uh, I actually saw a stat come up that I, I wrote down. It, it was like towards the end of the first half or the beginning of the, the second half. They showed a stat that said uh, Brady against the Blitz in the first half was six of seven for two touchdowns and a perfect passer rating. Yep. So it's, oh, that's <laughs> what that stat was. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, not like they caught him off guard. Yeah. Like you, the way... The only way blitzing works against Tom Brady is if you initially get pressure on four-man rushes and you get him rattled early. Yeah, that's the only time it ever really works. Otherwise, or he's going to see your blitz and you're just going to get killed. Yeah, if he yeah. if he messes up a protection, occasionally he'll get hit. Which but I think like... is probably what the Steelers were hoping for with the the shifting around of the offensive line, mm-hmm. especially when um, Cannon went down. Yeah, and... but it, it didn't matter. And. With the cannon injury, we saw Tooney kick out to the tackle position, which wasn't a surprise. Tooney's got tackle experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually don't know exactly how to pronounce the guy that came in. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it like Illuminor or something like that? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. I did notice that our interior blocking immediately deteriorated <laughs> as soon as that happened. We had two two thirds of what should be our starting interior was out. He's down, yep. Right. David Andrews is gone, so Ted Karras was in there lobbing his snaps. And yeah. and then normally Karras would come in to replace Tooney, if I'm right. Yep. So we yep. didn't even have that. Yeah. Right. And also, like I know, Andy, you were kind of a dick to me about this after the game, but <laughs> Karras, on the point, wasn't an amazing snapper. He wasn't it was nailing him. I from the amount of vitriol that I saw that was out there after that game, it, it made it seem like he had lost the game for them. It was noticeable. He lost I don't think it was a points. problem. <laughs> he was less than our perfection. I think part of that is it's just pure part speculation of it, on the part. Nothing else that was wrong, which I understand. Mm. But for, for me, like, it's... the talk immediately after the game to go to how Karras's snap, yeah, snaps weren't perfect was. It was a talk after the game was, oh, wasn't that perfect? Everything went well. We can all be happy. An hour later, you know, the snapping wasn't great. It was <laughs> no, because I came into the chat literally as, as the game ended, and that was the first thing I saw. You had missed the fact that we'd spent the entire fourth quarter talking about how good we were. Oh, I bet it's really entertaining for everyone who's not in that chat. 
all these yeah. randoms were just like, oh yeah, I'd love to be in that chat. Not getting in it. <laughs> no, don't don't get in. It's super negative. Yeah, like even that was during, during the games. That <laughs> very minor issue was the worst part. If of you're an game. optimist like me, you don't get in those chats. <laughs> and I'm also no. 30 seconds behind everybody else, so it all, no. all the games get ruined for me. But what I was going to say about Karis is that I don't think the snaps were an issue. I think, no. I mean, he's not he's not David Andrews. He's not a natural center anyway. But they were effective. They got there. They didn't. And the important thing is, and I think the reason he had soft snaps is he was able to consistently get it to Brady accurately on soft snaps. Whereas if he tried to snap it harder, it might have been errant. Exactly. I'd rather have lobbed snaps than a snap go over Brady's head. It's not like Tom yeah. Brady's going to be chasing that thing down. I don't care if he's faster now than he was at the age of 23. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But, I mean, if we're going to continue our uh, offensive line talk, because I know we love it, um, mm-hmm. I, I do think we should touch on Wynn, because I thought he looked great. He was phenomenal out there. He, I don't think... I didn't get a chance to rewatch the game like I wanted to. I only got to watch it live, but I don't think I saw him actually make a single mistake in that game, at least in pass protection. He had a one holding call, I think, like end of the third. Oh yeah, the yeah, he did have a penalty. I do remember that. But was that? I, that was it, I thought that was on a run. Maybe it was. I can't remember if it was pass protection or not. I remember seeing somebody say that he got called for a hold and he had one missed block on a run. Or something along those lines. He's, but they were right at the end of the game, so mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it didn't really matter. And you know, this is his first full game as a professional, so it was a run in the fourth quarter that didn't gain any. Didn't gain any weight on, by the way, so Maybe. we didn't lose out. When we drafted him, all the talk was, "Oh, he might not be able to play tackle because he's not long enough." And I think he turns that supposed deficiency into a significant strength because he's just got so much leverage over guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't get moved at all. Yeah, he's a brick. So that's enough offensive line talk. Um, we also touched on Sony Michelle. Wow, so we're right there. Um, <laughs> one, one sentence was enough offensive line talk. Look, let's look good. Let's touch on injury. the defense. We got to hurry, so let's touch on the defense. All right. Uh, they were dominant as expected. Uh, we've all the talk going into the season was the expectations for the defense was that they were going to be an incredible unit across the board, but especially in the secondary and the secondary really did show out. Yes. I am um, tempering my excitement with how great they looked because they did. But I also think that the Steelers aren't going to be as good as people thought they were going to be going into this, especially from oh, yeah, no. the Steelers fans. I've never been bullish on the Steelers. I've always no. thought that they were, at best, maybe sneaking into the wild card. Yeah, I, and I don't even know if that's going to happen because without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, you don't have to spend the defensive capital yep. um, worrying about either of those guys. And you've seen now what that does to that offense the reason smith schuster and james washington were so effective last year was because of antonio brown i think so and i think you're probably going to see more of that as the season goes on mm. but i mean and their strength i think right now is their offensive line which yep. 
so I'm kind of more optimistic about what our, our offensive is. line. Yeah, get it, getting more pressure in the future because that often. I mean, you just look at the names on that. Yeah, and they're just stalwarts we, all the way across yeah, the we, board. Yeah, we didn't really pressure Roethlisberger much, but we did really, really do a good job against their running game. James yes, Conner didn't true. really do anything. Yeah, especially with all the uh, the gadgetry that the, that worked for them last time, running out of the uh, the shotgun, and the, they had that like some sort of like shotgun counter thing that they did. It was like a pitch counter. Yeah, they did three plays in a row. They ran this three plays in a row. They ran this pitch thing from the yeah. shotgun. And three plays in a row, they lost yards. Yeah, and I remember that working that way too well thing. last year, and we, the Pages couldn't stop it at all. That was the funniest yeah. thing to watch on Sunday. Was them like third down, they're just like, "Well, let's try it again." <laughs> yeah. The thing is for me is that I don't honestly, I don't think, like, I don't think it was as much shutting them down as I think we're giving them credit for. But I think Juju had a good game in general. Yeah, he had six catches. They, they but... seem to. They seem to forget he existed at times. I think it's all on Ben. That was the biggest issue. That like, Ben, Big ben, ben was throwing some ducks out there massively. Like, he looks like a spinning top that's about to fall over. It, it <laughs> just has nothing in it. Like his arm. He's always looking like that though. Yeah, but, I mean, he's playing like that. And, and I think the that thing... what what I mean because you know he gets into third down or he gets into trouble or something, and his go-to used to be huck it to wherever AB is. And AB will make some sort of catch, and that'll keep the drive alive. And they don't have that anymore. The thing with and I think that's the biggest difference. The thing with the Smith the Smith Sushta thing is he's still a good receiver. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's he's just not elite like everybody wants to think he is. But yeah, he had six catches, but four of those came when the game was over. Right. He when when the game was actually even remotely in the balance, he wasn't open. He was invisible. He had two catches, and they were nothings, basically. I think one of them was a decent play. The other one was a short game. Yeah, he had one catch that was, what, 19 yards on, like, third and 10 or something like that? Yeah. And that was, like, the only noise he really made. My issue with that statement is, it implies that the game was ever in doubt. (laughs) 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 Because every catch was worthless, because they never had a chance. It's like that. I I think all right. I think you're underrating him a bit. I do agree that AJ Green makes him better. Sorry, I'm thinking. Of, I was about to use the AJ Green Tyler Boyd comparison. Um, I do think Antonio Brown made him a lot better. That makes sense yeah. if you know what you're talking. But I also yeah. think that it's it's more that they aren't they aren't using him properly. I think he has the elite talent. I think he will show that over the season. They'll have the stats for that. Maybe that'll just be number one wide receiver. Of course, he can have those stats. But I do think That's they what just... I'm thinking. Somebody has to get the catches. It's going to end up being him. I just don't think he's as good as you know the actual elite receivers in the NFL that you have to fear. Like I don't think he's as good as Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has a case. Some people are calling him like a top three receiver. I wouldn't go that Fan- far. Fantasy-wise, he's a top three receiver. That's what I meant. But I think, I think Devontae Adams is the exact same situation as Juju, where this season he's going to get those stats, but mainly because he's just... He is the, the number one receiver. Guy in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the number one receiver to it's a QB. Yeah, same way that like when you're talking about top five receivers, you'd say what um, Antonio Brown, obviously, uh, Julio, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, uh, OBJ, Michael Thomas. Are you happy yeah. with those? 
I yeah, throw I Mike Evans hat in the ring. He's quiet because he's in Tampa Bay, but oh my god, that guy's good. That's I would true. put Mike Evans in like the top of the second tier. Yeah. 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 Um but yeah, Juju's not in those guys. He's in the second tier and he's not he's not like, like I would he, say Juju's a top ten wide receiver. He's just not elite. He's not a guy that you have to devote a whole lot of resources to stopping. And might be we showed that day. because we just yeah, I think I think he can become elite. He's just not there yet. So you're saying he's no Josh Gordon? <laughs> Did you see what I did there? When, when I when I think of an elite receiver, I think like the Patriots just try to stop the elite receiver every single time. They like just flat out just shut that guy down, double him up. We didn't yeah. do that at all at Juju. We just put Stefan Gilmore on him and just had a man up. That was it. I think they doubled him in the red zone because they knew that that was going to be Ben's that's first the, look. Yeah, that's about the only time that he needed yeah. it. The one thing I do have a little bit of concern with is Jason McCourty looked a little slow. <laughs> uh, I disagree. I he uh, got I outran think, a couple of times. They just didn't I think he got become plays. I don't know. James Washington was toasting him a few times there deep. I don't know that I agree with that. Devin McCourty still has the speed. I saw that. But Jason just didn't seem to be... He didn't... Well, one of them, to be fair to Jason McCourty, on one of them, he stopped running for a second. That's what I was going to say, yeah. But there were like one or two other plays where he just flat out didn't keep up. I'm not saying he's like... I'm not I saying mean, slow by any means. He's not think, yeah. Johnson getting toasted every single time he touches the field, but he's just not as fast. He's not as fast as Washington because the dude's a burner. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as say he's lost a step. I, it's not exactly unreasonable to say it's an option that he's lost a step. I know, but cornerbacks, I, don't, I don't see it. Cornerbacks don't exactly have the longest shelf life in terms of speed. Speed's the first thing to go. Oh, He's course. 32 years old. Unless you're Tom Brady, and then it, it'll come. Apparently, you get, yeah, I apparently have an faster. issue with that statement because I don't know if speed is the first thing to go. Because well, I've is? always felt the hips. Hips, yeah, uh, the... sure. I've always thought that <laughs> like the elite speed guys are the ones who they always say, "Oh, when they get older, they'll be the ones who don't don't maintain that ability." When you look at players, I'm using the obvious example, the easiest one to go for, like Sean Jackson, for example. Like Deshaun Jackson is a freak of nature. The top speed guys maintain their speed into old age. It's the medium speed guys who lose it, and that's because they never really had it. Huh. So are we saying Jason McCourty was never that fast? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, that... He hasn't lost it. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that one. Let's go with that one. He's... I, I think it was... No. I think honestly... I mean, speed... There are people... There are people... There are players out there that just are fast the entire time. Devin Hester was always fast. Yep. It's that second tier. Jason McCourty would be somebody that I would say is, he was fast coming into the NFL, but he wasn't exactly you know the fastest guy in the world. It's that second tier that you do see them kind of slow down a little bit. That's fair. I think, um, I, th I think you're right. It's, it's the ones who are like the top, top tier who never lose it. And then maybe if you're saying that that, that Jason McCourty is the second tier who was very fast, but he's going to lose it because he's just not built. Like I'd say you know, Devin McCourty was always faster than Jason, to be honest. If I say Devin McCourty just now, because I meant Jason.
Wait, what? No, 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 you didn't. I was just saying, like, just as a comparison, I'd say Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty is a guy that I would consider to have had elite speed, and he still has it. He, he's. I don't know if he's going to lose that before he retires because he's just like we spoke about last week, fastest in the NFL last year. He just and he's just fast, (laughs) and that that speed is vital to that um, coverage that he plays. Yeah, when we have him cover two players at once. As a single high safety, the most important thing you have is range. You have to be really fast to cover the entire deep part of the field, and that's what he does. Yeah, he also has to be extremely smart and instinctive. Yep. They seem to be dropping because they'll go to like a a nickel or a dime and then drop Chung in the boxes almost like a Mm -hmm. second. We've we've done a three deep shell for a long time now. We've either run cover one or cover three. Usually we do cover one press, but yeah. We'll usually run one of those. We almost nobody in the NFL really runs much two deep safeties anymore, just because it's in two reasons. One, you leave yourself exposed to running a little bit more, and two, with the modern advent of tight ends being these freaks of natures, <laughs> it's so disadvantageous to have two deep safeties because you just leave that seam exposed and you don't have a guy that's right there on that tight end to hit him underneath. Otherwise known as how Gronkowski bummed the Steelers for a decade. Cause, yeah, because they kept on running cover twos on us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so that's the most OP player, man. Just wait, minor diversion. The um, you know, the four verticals play, and the tight end is always open. Regardless yeah. of what Madden oh, is, yeah. every single Madden I've ever played has had that weirdly perfect play. That, but the trick is, if you're playing online, use a cover the linebacker once they go to that formation. I guarantee they're using that play. Pick them every time. And that's Matthew's Madden Minute. Next up. All right, so we got to hurry. Let's move on to the Dolphins. They lost 59-10 to to the Ravens. Oh, boy. That is a Titans-level score. Absolutely smacked. They they took an average QB. And made him look like um, I don't want to. My first, my first thought was Peyton Manning. If I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> they made him look I mean, like 2011 Aaron Rodgers. You're off the like, podcast. Oh, like, goodbye, and uh, it's been a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they made him look like 2011 that, Aaron Rodgers. He couldn't. He couldn't not make a throw. They made Marquise a, Brown look like Jerry Rice. Yeah, there wasn't a single level of the Dolphins team that looked like they were even re- remotely prepared to play a football game. No, not a single part of that team looked capable of being in the NFL. And if the reports of the issues with everybody wanting to be traded are true, then it's not going to get better for them throughout the year. They genuinely might not win more than two games. Isn't that the idea with them, though? Maybe from upper management level, they won't ever admit it, but. If I'm a player, there's nothing I hate more than if my team is actively trying to tank. Because how does that oh, help yeah. me as a player? Right. I'm just, I'm going out there beating up my own body to not have a single chance to win so some college kid can come take my job. It's literally, it's, the, it's not, there's such little loyalty in the NFL that a situation like this is the opposite of what 
any player would would it's what they would hate to be in because it's just like as you said, get hurt, not win anything, probably not get paid as much because you didn't have any help. Your stats going to look shit, and your job's going to be gone next year. Yep, it's not worth it. Someone can afford to pay, someone's willing to do your three million dollar job for four hundred grand. Right. I mean, oh, the only thing we, need. we can really we need do is <laughs> in the NFL. Is that what the salary cap supposed to be? Not enough. I don't know about you, but but I'm salary seeing... cap, They have a spending floor, correct? Like they have to spend. Yeah, there's 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 a spending floor. Yeah. Honestly, Dolphins played. Um, not to reference too many movies, but you know that film where um Keanu Reeves plays Shane Falco. Yeah. Yeah. The replacements. What's it? The replacements, yeah. That's what the team reminded me of. It reminded me of a team of repa- replacement players who had never stepped on an NFL field before, who had all and they were they didn't have Shane Falco out there. They had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, <laughs> they, they they just didn't seem like they had NFL players out there. It's it. Do you know how that classic example of oh, what if Alabama played the Bills? That's what it reminded yeah. me of. Like yeah. what 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 idiots think that game would go like? It would go like that. <laughs> Sorry, I meant I meant the I had I had some weird reversal. Yeah, it was just this utter, like the team didn't look like they knew what they were doing. They didn't have the talent to stop the Ravens, and the Ravens aren't an amazing team. That's the worst part. Especially not offensively. Yeah. Yeah, they let a mid. That's they not let a team Mark, that you expect to put up five passing touchdowns. Made Mark Ingram look like when he won the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how bad they were. Yeah. I think I'm just looking at the the stat breakdowns and it's it's it almost looks like you're playing Madden on easy. Yeah, basically. I think from the Patriots offense standpoint, this is the perfect game for Sonny Michel to get going. He had tough sledding against the Steelers. It looked like the Steelers' game plan was largely revolving around stopping them from running. The Dolphins can't stop the run based on what I saw. They Yeah. They flat. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Their defense is just bad. They don't have anything there. Minka Fitzpatrick was horrible. They they don't seem to have any speed on their defense. So, if Antonio Brown doesn't have that big of a role, we could expect possibly another big day from Philip Dorsett because Dorsett's a burner. That's true. Yeah. If this is this is a perfect game to. Figure out what we want to do with our offensive line if Cannon is out for anything longer than two or three weeks. Can we? Sorry, can we play a quick little game? It's called Things Ryan said differently last week. This in this edition, last week, you know, Dorset isn't actually that fast. This week, Dorset's a burn. No, mm. I never said Dorset's not that fast. I said Dorset's mm. not that good. <laughs> Yeah, but even even slow Dorset. I also like, said he should. I also said Dorset doesn't really get much after the catch because he can't That's really make people miss. That's what you did say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. Then that's that's <laughs> still that a fact. He doesn't really make people miss. <laughs> he didn't have to. But I, I, but I honestly I don't think you're gonna see this sort of game next week. Uh, we're not gonna put For a couple 50, of reasons. It's not gonna be fifty nine to ten. No, be but 50, I, and I, <laughs> sixty-two nothing. Uh, I I think um, coaches from the Belichick tree, for the most part, tend to give the Patriots' offense trouble. We do they, um, we do struggle, yeah. especially in the first game against them. We do struggle historically against 
former Belichick. Yeah, just think about the Lions last week. We also struggle in Miami. However, most of the time when we lose in Miami, it's when the game is late in the season. We usually beat them in Miami when it's early in the season. Which is interesting because it's hotter earlier in the season. I I guess more that the temperature difference is exactly. I guess because it's still pretty warm up in New England at this time of year, whereas obviously in December it's ridiculously cold and it's still like 70, 80, 90 degrees in Miami. Yeah, and humid. Yep. But I also think that as I I I saw somewhere that um, the Miami game plan was basically to sell it on the run and uh, make the Ravens and Lamar Jackson throw the ball. Yep. And then they just didn't adjust. So they, they were basically playing either one high safety or no high safeties. And they're just getting burnt all day. I don't think you're going to see that. Especially against but this the, wide receiver. The interesting thing to note about that is that their game plan was to stop the run. And they still and they, couldn't even do that. They gave the up 380 game. rushing yards. Okay. First play of the game. Sorry, 269. Like, like they had nothing. You mentioned the fact that as all cricket players know, we're going to be forced to wear a dark color, right? Yeah, we're almost certainly going to be wearing our navies. And I don't know why I slipped in the cricket reference. Um, I love it, but <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's their biggest advantage in any possible way. They don't that have a player and, advantage. Have a that and the fact advantage. that the sideline is brutal for the away team. Oh, yeah, sorry, I meant more that. The only advantages they have are off the field. Yep. They have no advantage on any position on the yep. field. Do they even have any elite players at all? Maybe is it maybe Xavier Howard? Sorry. Xavier Howard yeah. I'd consider elite. Outside of that, no. Who's that because free safety Devante they had? Parker? Who is that? Devontae Parker is not elite under any oh, the wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who's the wide receiver that's called Devontae? Devontae Parker, yeah. Devontae Parker. Oh, that's who you meant. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, he's no, he's he's slightly above average. He'd be a good wide receiver too in a lot of teams. What he reminds me of is all those people on uh fancy football subreddit who are like, Oh yeah, no, he's gonna have a great year this year and then yep. they never do. And every year Devontae <laughs> Parker is one of those people who are like, Oh now Kenny Stills is gone, he'll have a great year. Now Jarvis Landry's gone, he'll have a great year. And he just doesn't do anything because he's not that good. Devontae Parker is the Ryan Tannehill of wide receivers. Oh, this is his year. He's going to break out this year. Oh, I like that. He's never going to break out. Tannehill peaked the day they picked up his wife and did nothing else the rest of his life. <laughs> no, I fully, oh, expect us, I fully expect us to run the ball effectively against Miami. I expect to see a lot from Sony Michelle this upcoming yeah. week. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it, anything up about it. I don't know if Damian Harris was a healthy scratch or what, but wonder if maybe we see him in week two. I have a feeling Damian Harris was brought in to do what um, Rex Burkhead did. Well, he was drafted, obviously, but um, and while Burkhead's doing that, they might as well save the yardage on maybe. Really, on Damian yeah. Williams. So if that's not the way, if they do, do genuinely just... Want like last year, Michelle uh, obviously had huge playoff games, but he did seem to get a bit worn down from my memory, memory in the last few games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. So, well, they're just like we'll use we'll use these rece- these running backs now 
then we'll be able to bring in a running back who they haven't got any tape on, who they don't know how we're going to use. And then we'll just be able to beat those week 16, 17 game. We'll be able to win those games that we don't normally do that well in. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh legs and be able to just kind of rotate them through. Uh, depending right. on matchups and yeah, health the and all that. Lack of tape, I think, is going to be big on him. All right. Mm. So I think, I think we're basically wrapped up with the preview of the Dolphins at this point. There's, right. well, the, I don't one, think there's... the one last thing I wanted to talk about was, um, I actually want to talk about this in the, in the Steelers game too, but the the play action. Oh one, yeah. Because I think the Steelers, I, I uh, towards the end of the game, I couldn't believe they were still falling for it because the Patriots kind of abandoned the run. But yeah. we're still going with the play action and, and the the linebackers bit every time. I think you'll probably see a lot of that uh, against the Dolphins as well. The Patriots do love to run their play action. That's always been a staple of our offense is the play action. Yeah. And especially with uh, Brady under center running mm-hmm. it out of that, it's it's really hard to stop. All right. I think I think we're more shot than that. So. so moving on from the Dolphins. We actually have time to do our pickums in this show, which is nice. Ooh. Wait, uh, do we have any numbers on how we all did last week? Or should no. I not have brought that up? It's not. Okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> and the thing cut. Because <laughs> it exposed the full of our lack of pre- preparation. <laughs> and also, I don't think we need to know how you we did. So that you can cut it out. <laughs> Or are you just getting up games? Give me them games. Thursday night. The, like, Tampa at Carolina. Carolina. Carolina should win that handily. The home team always has an advantage on Thursdays anyways, and the Buccaneers stink. Also, what needs to be pointed out is the best running back in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey is playing <laughs> for Panther. He is on his way to a 1,000-1,000 uh, season. As Ryan denied vehemently last week. He does not realize that the grace of McCaffrey is that you get to watch him, not that he has to live by your standards, Ryan. <laughs> just a class running back. He does, he's the, he's, he does everything you could possibly need. And he does, he does it while looking sexy. Matt, are you going to keep a note of who's picking who in this one? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. So you better keep that game. McCaffrey did. He had a 37.9 point fantasy game. I don't know how well he did separately, okay. but he got like three touchdowns. He had, he had uh, I think he might have had 100, 100. He had, he had an incredible game. Oh, so the Panthers must have won then, right? Um, hey, Andy. Yeah. Out of interest, yeah. how did you do in the fantasy league this week? I believe I won. He had 19 carries for 128 yards. He had two touchdowns and he had 10 receptions for 81 yards. And a loss. Okay, Ryan, well, you're. <laughs> why didn't you lose that court case? Because, I'm I'll, picking I'll the Buccaneers, that. by the way. You're... I don't, I don't trust the Panthers to win games. But you trust uh, the Buccaneers. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you happen to see Jameis Winston? Did you did you happen? Yeah, yeah. They they put up a fight. If they if they get rid of those turnovers, they'll uh, they'll start moving the ball. It'll be fine. Telling Jameis Winston to stop turning over the ball is asinine. It's like telling <laughs> him to take all the crab legs out of his pants. 
that, did, you, did you see his second pick six? First off, the fact that you have to say his second pick six in a game is already bad. But the second one was one of the stupidest throws I've ever seen an NFL quarterback make. Like the only thing that compares is that moonshot by that backup Vikings quarterback that one time. So, it reminded me. So I know I referenced this last week. Andy, be quiet. I'm talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm just. I hate. I hate myself for doing this, but philosophically, you know the scorpion and the toad. I definitely referenced it last week. I think it's yeah, like it that. Is. The toad yeah, is just trying week, to huh? have a good NFL season, and the scorpion is like, I won't turn over the ball. I won't do it. And then it's like, but it's within my nature to throw pick sixes. <laughs> Jameis the Winston's the scorpion in this. Yeah, and the box right. of the toad. And I'm, I'm going to reference it every week now. I've decided. All right. So I looked it up and um, just to Sorry, see right. how many um, pick sixes Tom Brady had thrown. Uh, anybody want to want to want to guess? Uh, there's no um, way I can possibly guess. Is this in his career? Yeah. Six. Uh, he's thrown 14. He's never Ooh. thrown two in... He's never thrown more than two in a season. So he's he's like matching James Winston in a season as he does in a game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's immensely, immensely sad. Yeah, if you want to go back to the last time... Oh, the last two... Tom Brady pick sixes. You'd have to go back to um, February of, actually no, sorry, December of 2017. In one game? Oh, in one month? No, no, just in general. The last two. <laughs> oh, last okay. time he's thrown, like since he's thrown two, was against the Bills. Uh, you day before Christmas, and two. then, and, and then after that, he threw one against the Falcons. And he the, hasn't thrown a pick six since then. No. Oh, that oh, that's Jesus amazing. Christ. Yeah. Um, what impresses <laughs> right. me about so it? So we've got okay, sorry. to confirm, sorry. Andy, you yeah. picked the Buccaneers in this. I have. I just wanted to make sure. I heard yeah. this thing. It was like if Marcus Mariota gave his mind to Jameis Winston, and like they they had Marcus Mariota's brain and Jameis Winston's talents, that'd be a good and actually good NFL QB. You say that. <laughs> But Mariota's yeah, never learned how to make reads at an NFL level. <laughs> you'd have Cam yeah, Newton. He's not you'd... a natural idiot, so he's got that going for him. Also, don't what, you'd, Cam what you would have is a below-average NFL quarterback, which is what Mariota already is, because he has a talented arm. He has legs. <laughs> All right. So, the next game... We've got the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. I'm going Cardinals. I don't care. There's no way I could take anybody other than the Ravens for two Cardinals reasons. Ravens. One, West Coast teams coming to the East Coast have a hard time usually. Two, Kyler Murray's coming into a buzzsaw against that defense. Yeah, I gotta go Ravens on this one, I think. Even Andy can't go with the upset on this, and that's impressive. Well, but remember, Andy's, Andy's trying to upset it. me more than anything. <laughs> Next up, the Cowboys at the Redskins. Cowboys. I don't think we should say that name on our, on our show. Yeah, the R words, please. Yeah. I think we should refer the to R words as part of my take says. The, all right, the Washingtons. <laughs> the Washington slanders. The I don't know. Um, I think the See, Cowboys win. 
my mind is telling me Cowboys. My heart is saying Redskins because division games are weird. So I'm going to go with the Redskins. Ugh. And Andy, you have the Cowboys, right? Cowboys, yeah. Oh, sorry. The Indianapolis Colts travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Um, oh, Colts. boy. Titans are riding high. The Titans yeah, also I, suck I, against the Colts. They're right. You know who else is riding high? I'm rolling with the Colts. I'm rolling with the Colts on this one. So are the Titans bad against the Colts, or are they bad against the Colts with a generational quarterback? I think they're just going to be bad against <laughs> the Colts. <laughs> I think the Titans right. aren't as good of a team as they showed against Cleveland. Cleveland did a lot of shooting themselves in the foot in that game. I disagree. I, th- I think the Titans' defense is for real. I think Frable's got that. Oh, yeah, uh, the Titans' defense, defense is good. Unlock. The Titans' defense going... was good last year, too. They didn't help That's them in the playoffs because the was offense that... wasn't good enough. That game, I And I don't so think they were. They added a receiver, but it's they didn't really improve outside of that. And they still don't have an offensive line right now because they've got three people out, one with suspension and two people with injuries. Game. Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna put uh, Jacoby Brissett. On Jacoby Brissett for this one. Jacoby Brissett looked pretty good against San Diego. Almost he looked won. all right, but he's no Andrew Luck. He's no. It's kind, um, of, kind of a difficult like statement to say, isn't it? Because it's like, oh yeah, he isn't. He isn't one of the best NFL quarterbacks in the last decade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. that's for sure. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Oh, difficult because I hate both of these teams. The Seahawks underperformed massively against uh, against the Bengals. The Steelers went right at their level. So, yeah. My... Uh, no, I'm, I'm going go Seahawks. Steelers. I'm going Steelers because the Seahawks secondary is really bad. Um, yeah, but Ben Roethlisberger can't throw properly, so it's not an issue. <laughs> I think this is a good situation for the Steelers to figure out how to pass the ball again. I think the problem might be Big Ben's head. I think it's too large. You might so not be wrong. He so keeps I on, don't. I don't I understand how somebody's face. Helmet anymore. I don't understand how somebody's face can get <laughs> so much more fat so every year. What it looks like is if you were to take a football helmet and try to put it on a full uh, water balloon full of like Jello <laughs> or something, and it just looks like it's like squeezing it out the bottom and it's like <laughs> turning his neck into like a a bullfrog neck. And I think his discomfort. With his headgear is the problem. I think if, if Big Ben played without a helmet, he'd be better. <laughs> Heard it here first. The Buffalo Bills traveled to New York, or really New Jersey, to take on the Giants. Don't want to watch that game. No. I'm only going to be in New Giants. York once I watch that game. Actually, no, I'm going to give it to the Bills. I think they actually performed quite well this week in ways. I'm pretty sure I picked the Bills to make the playoffs, so I'm going with the Bills. I'm going with the Giants. I also said I wasn't going to pick some teams until they, they won a game. I don't remember who that was. I don't think anyone actually cares that much. Hey, I'm sticking with it, though. The That's 49ers travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. I'll give it to the, the Bengals. The Bengals low-key looked passable as an NFL team against the Seahawks. Yeah, Dalton slinging the ball. Career high. Still going with the Niners. Still going with the Niners. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, but everybody's going with the Niners. I'm gonna go with the Bengals just to be different. I was about to say we haven't had a single consensus game yet. 
and I know the only one we're going to get. No, you don't. Are you really going to pick the Dolphins? <laughs> I can't. Uh, all right. I, I don't think I can do that. The Los Angeles Chargers head to Detroit to take on the Lions. I need to say Los Angeles. I'm going to the Lions, but... Ugh. It's going to be the Chargers. San Diego Chargers to me. They should be the San Diego um, Chargers. I almost did say San Diego. I actually had to think about that. They're still the San Diego Chargers to me. They always will be. Well, they have a very F1 style of just still calling them the San Diego Chargers in um, in the commentary, as F1 still calls Racing Point Force India. I just love it every single time. <laughs> don't, don't know why I need to link it to a different sport, but certainly. You have a knack for doing that. Yeah. I know, right? That's kind of your MO. So, yeah, I've got the Chargers now. The Chargers... Ryan. The Chargers looked pretty good. <laughs> that sigh was perfect. <laughs> the who, the Lions who just did the Lions play last week. I don't even remember. The Cardinals. They tied the with the Cardinals. Then they oh, yeah. absolutely imploded. Did and either I have... you see the end of that game? Yes. Because it felt so familiar. You're up a bunch in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden the defense goes super conservative. And I thought, oh. Oh, I recognize this. <laughs> oh, the Cardinals are coming back, and they're going to make it closer than it should be. And that's exactly what happened. I've never seen a stupider thing than the offensive coordinator, Bevel, just, just taking that time out. Without telling anybody, just taking the reins and taking that time out. And then the next play call is like four verts, no chance of converting on like a third and five. <laughs> Such a bad play call. What you, you in mentioned- God's name? Imagine, imagine saying, "Oh, I need to sign an offensive coordinator. Who am I going? To, am I going to go with some young, uh, hot college head coach? Am I going to go with, with like a QB coach on a good team? No, I'm going to go with Darren Bethel. <laughs> it's just such an awful yeah. choice by the Lions. I don't know how they managed so to make that choice. And then basically throwing in the towel and saying, "I'm going to run the ball in second and 10. It, it just it felt so familiar that from a defensive standpoint it just i thought yeah i've been here before the the uniforms are different but i recognize this yeah all right so yeah so for that reason i'm picking the charges intriguing matchup for me is minnesota and the packers in green bay get the oh. vikings i got the vikings in that game i think that defense is if Aaron Rodgers gets, like, and I think they actually had, I think they actually have an offense which Chicago didn't. They, Kirk Cousins looked pretty good. They have an incredible running game, both Madison and Cook, and um, Thielen. Yeah, I, I think the the Packers, good. the Packers defense is quite good this year too, though. I think Andy, I think you think of your arguments as you can see me typing that no one's put the Packers to win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, on some of them perhaps, but. On the, I don't just, have, it's all I, Aaron Rodgers. I can't stand Kirk Cousins. I, I don't. I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I think he's a bit overrated at the moment. But Kirk Cousins just can't beat above 500 teams. And I don't know. What I the disagree. I think the stats back it up. But the stats and, is like, oh, well, he's only he's lost eight games. So if, oh, if you oh, if he you take for, away the run, he played for the Washington Redskins, and then he had an offensive that had no idea do anything other than a seven-step drop. Like, that, he, that's basically what his career's been. And to be fair, he was really good on those Redskins teams. Yeah, he wasn't the problem in Washington, and he wasn't the problem last year. 
you know under one of the most underrated coaches in the league, and I'm willing to say this now, is Jay Gruden. The fact that Jay Gruden has managed to keep a job there despite the organizational dysfunction and the complete lack of any ability to build a roster from the general management is nothing short of astounding. It is on his talent almost entirely alone. I'm not going to give him the Bill Belichick. Like, I'm not going to say. But... I'm not going to say yes. Jay Gruden's a great coach, but I'm going to say Jay Gruden's a pretty solid coach and at least good at keeping a job. Even he's though I, well honestly, what he's had. I yeah. genuinely think he probably doesn't even want to keep his job in Washington at this point. <laughs> uh, I mean, does he does get, he's, get Miller. We're going to see at the end of the season, he's going to get fired and we're going to see him post a video on Twitter where he just goes, I'm free <laughs> <laughs> running around his backyard with no shirt on. <laughs> All right. Oh. Jacksonville, the absolute mess of a team that Jacksonville was. Is yeah, Houston I don't even know the Texans. Oh, how do you pick the Texans? How do you say the Texans after I say that? <laughs> I'm still picking Gardner. Oh, no, I'm not. Gardner Minshew, meme magic with that mustache. Did, did, did you, you see, see the quote? Yeah. <laughs> Football quote. guy quote of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull up that quote because it's so good. Do you know what his his middle name is? I, I need his to middle know. name is Flint. Gardner Flint Minshew. Yes. <laughs> the second. He's, he embodies, I can throw this ball over them, their mountains. Exactly. I don't, I don't scratch my head unless it itches. I don't dance unless I hear some music. I will not be intimidated. That's just the way it is. Let's go to work. Oh. Football guy quote of the year. It's the most, it's the most 80s football film quote I can imagine. And I, I think he's actually the second. He's not a junior. He's Yeah, he's the second. Yeah. Gardner Flint Minshew for second. All right, John, let's take a brief intermission to explain the system of second and junior. Junior is for a father to a son. Second is from a non-father to a son. For example, grandfather, for example, uncle. This is what I like to call the cut section of the episode. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Just to spite you, I'm keeping that in there. All right. (laughs) That's really interesting. I don't know why you cut it. Sorry, so... The most intriguing matchup of the week, the one that I'm sure we're going to have the most disagreement on, is the New England Patriots at the Dolphins. Because we're all picking the Texans. Okay, I just want to check. The New England Patriots... make me assume things. The New England Patriots at the Dolphins. I don't know. Can you make assumptions here? Flint, dude. Can can you make assumptions about the Patriots at Dolphins? Um, Nah. I think the uh, only way only from the what only I've way said already is that the only um, way Andy can possibly make an argument so that we don't have one where all three of us agree is Patriots don't play well in Miami. No, absolutely not. If we're gonna do, we're gonna go full conspiracy theory, and I'm gonna talk <laughs> about how Belichick is gonna lose this game so that his legacy <laughs> of um, coaches that have come from under him actually have a better record. So because he's very competitive when it comes to that sort of thing. So I think he's not. And also, he's just keep his I, I, what I usually do when I'm doing pickums is I always pick against the Patriots because therefore I win either way because either the Patriots win, and I'm happy, or I get the pick right and I'm happy. <laughs> so if this actually mattered, I would actually pick the Dolphins just out of um, self-preservation. Right. Let's speed through these last five because we're at an hour. All right, Kansas City Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs. At the Raiders? At the Raiders. 
Give me the Raiders. I sure did look okay against the Broncos. I'll give them up. Next up. The New Orleans Saints at the Rams. Um. Uh, ah, Rams. I've got, I've got the Saints in that one. It's going to be a tough game, though. That's that's my game of the week. That's in L.A. That's the Saints, huh? but last yeah. week. It's in the L.A. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? The Saints are going to win that just because of what happened last year in the playoffs. <laughs> they're going to come out and they're going to be pissed. The Chicago Bears go a mile high and take on the Broncos. This game is going to be a tie. 6-6. Six, six. Oh, you've got to pick Call one. Down. You have to You're pick a one. You're, you are a legend. All right. I've got the, I've I got don't the think there's going to be any scoring in this game. I don't think the Broncos really have that good of a defense. They have or names. An offense. Let's move on. Yeah, they definitely don't have an offense. You don't think Flacco looked good last week? Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> there's there's two things. Oh, we don't have time. One. Don't have time. One. I don't care. <laughs> one. The Broncos' offensive line is a disaster. Two. The Bears have Khalil Mack. Three. Okay. Joe Flacco is not good anymore. Correct. Three. Let's move on. Two cats. Right. Philadelphia Four. Eagles at Atlanta Falcons. Eagles. 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 I'm never picking the Falcons again, those fuckers. <laughs> Eagles. God, I think that was one of them. That was the, I'll pick them until they lose, and they'll, they'll never pick them again. Immediately <laughs> lost. God, Falcons. Useless. And Monday night football. The Cleveland Browns, in disgrace, travel to New York to take on the in disgrace New York Jets. That's weird. It's both those in disgraces are just assumed, aren't they? This was basically the game where uh, Baker Mayfield had his coming out party last year. Where, I think Cleveland's. Yeah. I think Cleveland's going to have a very nice game against. I yeah, think I Cleveland on this one. I think there's going to be a lot of looking in the mirror because there was an expectation there that they, that they thought they were just going to win, and I think they now know that it's not going to work that way after that loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right then, I'm willing to say. Good week. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Pink Stripes podcast, please be sure to subscribe on whatever streaming service you wish to listen on. You can find us on just about any app that you can listen to a podcast on. That includes Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. Thanks for listening.